You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 54 with Maggie Magan and Jake Naraki. small business owners, welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon bestselling book for small businesses and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book on paperback as well as ebook form. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, it's Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. And if you're listening to this after November 2018, this particular book that we're referencing today is the blue one, Sapphire Blue. So hi, rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm the anthology leader of this great book. And today we are honored to have Jake Naraki, a number one bestselling author with us, to talk about your people's performance being supported via relationship development through podcasting, which really is the 21st century's new form of a radio show. That is right. Yeah. So welcome, Jake. Thank you, Maggie. How are you? I am well. And you? Great. Great, great, great. Now, this must be a little strange for you being on the other side of the equation. That is right. Yeah, I have a weekly show uh, that's called Operation Self Reset. I'm going to plug it real quick. You guys can find it on iTunes anywhere. Uh, there is internet connection. Just uh, type in Operation Self Reset. It's about personal development. We talk about great things in the world of uh, getting your mind right. Maggie, as you know, uh, as a business professional yourself, if your mind is right, uh, great things can come out of what you produce in the world. And so it's just a reminder of the simple things we know we should be doing, but the question is, are you really doing them? So uh, yes, uh, uh, this is a little different for me, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. Okay. And I completely agree with that. Right, th- right thoughts bring about right actions. And if you couple those two together, it's usually success. Right on. So way to go. We appreciate you doing what you do out there. So everyone, Jake's chapter is the sixth one, and it's titled Your Voice on Air. And Jake, you covered a good amount of information in your chapter, and we know yet that you really only scratched the surface of all the nuances of podcasting. You were really cool. You even put in there um, a little bit of an equipment list, some tech stuff, so people don't go, oh, what do I do? And freak out and not do anything because we just talked about right thoughts and right actions. Right. Okay, so you set it up really nicely. And yet, I know that there's plenty more about building relationships via podcasting and the power of all that. So you are an expert at what you do. There's no doubt about it. You hold some very nice clout in the podcasting world. Congratulations. Thank you. And I would like to ask you if there's three things that every small business owner should know about podcasting and how to approach it and the power of it, um, you know, relationships and all that stuff. 
what are the three things that you would share with us? Because I think that's the question at this point. Yeah, the three things I would say are exposure, relationships, and finding your true fans. And um, Maggie, do you mind if I just dive right into uh, number one here? Just go for it, baby. <laughs> right, right on. So, um, you know, the great part is, is I feel like I have a nice little framework uh, to reference because actually Maggie and I uh, just completed the first ever brilliant breakthrough uh, uh, live event that went uh, amazingly and it was a great time. Uh, great individuals came, great speakers, um, overall a huge, huge success. And then obviously in my part of the presentation, I talked about podcasting and relationship actually to a gold rush. And I kind of want to start there because I think it is kind of a fun story that all of us want to um, kind of think of podcasting or new technology as a gold rush. Now, back in 1848, uh, two gentlemen in California were uh, building a new my or, or correction, building a new well. And one of the gentlemen found a shiny rock. They investigated the rock. They got it checked out. Sure enough, it was gold. Over the course of many months, uh, the word spread from California all the way to the East Coast, uh, telling about how literally there were chunks of gold on the surface by river creeks, by riverbeds, and people were making massive amounts of money. Now, as we know, even back in 1848 or today of 2018, anytime you hear that literally you can pick money off the ground, people are going to get excited. And so the gentlemen and women from the East Coast heard this, and obviously the East Coast is where you know uh, immigrants were coming in, not knowing really what to do. They filled their wagons, they got their horses ready, they got their food, supplies, families, and off towards the West they went. And in that progression, as we know, different things happen. Illness, horses ran out of gas, literally uh, family issues, food issues, and whatnot, and people started to scatter over the West Coast. Fortunately, I kind of heard this story from a rafting trip that was on outside of Denver, Denver, Colorado, that is. And our rafting guide was telling us the history of Clear Creek uh, Canyon, a, a river that we were on for whitewater rafting. And he gave us this awesome like historical journey. And as we were going down this path, uh, we saw old mines, old sheds, old equipment, you know, rusted out bridges, all different types of historical stuff. And it was really a cool moment. But really what the big moment for me was, as we turned the bend um, on one, uh, one of the turns, there was a family, like just like almost any other family in America, and you know, Under Armour t-shirts, Nike pants, tennis shoes, they were panhandling for gold. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, that is pretty remarkable that there are still people panhandling today, even though the gold rush happened back in 1848, 1849. And so... Um, uh, one of the rafting guides that was with us said his friend still uh, pan, uh, panhandles for gold uh, every single day. He makes around $3,000 a month doing it. And it was a big culture shock for me thinking that you need to have all this money, all these big, you know, big equipment to make it in the gold mining business. And thinking of that in preparing a presentation, I linked the two together because in the world of technology, we think that we need to be at the top of these waves, right? When YouTube got started, man, if I only started my channel, when YouTube first got started or when Facebook started or blogging or creating a website, as we know, there's even more things coming down the pipeline that we don't even know yet. And so my, my thing that I want to link here is exposure. And to understand that even though podcasting has been around since the early 2000s, even before then, um, there is still massive amounts of gold to find 
in the soil out there in the abyss of podcasting. And the big thing that I want to throw at the audience here is facts and to get you excited about um, something. Number one, there's a huge listener base. And I'm going to reference a true fact that happened back in 2013. iTunes made a big deal about a statistic of that they finally reached 1,000 billion listeners or 1 billion listeners on iTunes for podcasts, which was epic back in 2013. Now even fast forward to today when people have more smartphones, they have cars that have podcasting apps in them. The amount of listener base is absolutely huge. Any person that has a traditional radio show or even a media show on uh, traditional TV has a podcast because there is such a massive audience. And to correlate to that, you're probably thinking, well, if there's a huge audience on podcasts, chances are there's so many shows, what are the chances my show would be able to grab a chunk of individuals? Well, fortunately for you, currently there's around 800,000 podcast shows. Out of that, around 150,000 of them are current. A current podcast show represents that they're releasing at least one new episode every single month. Now, if, you, if you're a math wizard, you divide 1 billion into 150,000 active um, uh, podcast shows, and you can see the massive amount of exposure you can create for your business, for your service, for your product. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't have to be just interview-based. It doesn't have to be a fact-based. It can be truly about you, your company, your passions, what it is that you want to offer. And once you start to put your voice literally on air, great things will happen for you and happen for your business. So the exposure is full-heartedly, 100%, still there in the podcasting space. So don't feel that you missed the gold rush when it comes to podcasting or maybe even a different technology. Um, obviously, we're going to stay here in my world of podcasting, but uh, it's one of those things that even if you are able to bring in a thousand people, and we'll get into that a little bit later about your thousand true fans, that can totally alter your personal business. Amen. <laughs> As I was doing podcasting uh, like a decade ago on the first round when it didn't quite pick up yet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little more I, underground. Yes. Yes. I completely agree with everything that you say. And it's never too, if you're good with your content. Yeah. You're good with your content. That was not great English. And we're authors. So let's try that again. If you have great content, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be repurposing like a thousand of my blog posts into podcasts because it's good content. It is. And somebody needs to hear it. So I agree with you. Exposure is fabulous. And the other part is relationships, you said, right? Yeah. So uh, part number two here is relationships, networking, um, building rapport with individuals. Look, in a very chaotic world we live in, email is great. It's quick. It's easy. Everybody has access to it. You can check it while you're eating dinner. It doesn't really matter where you are. It's there. But the thing about email that that doesn't hold cloud as maybe inviting somebody onto your podcast show does is building a deep connection. We understand that if you are trapped in a room with somebody, you're going to talk to that individual. You're going to get to know them. You're going to talk about the craziest things and what's going to happen after they open that door and let you guys out. You guys are going to have such a deep connection that it's going to last a long time. 
And so what I'm trying to get to is, is that email is great, it serves a purpose, but if you really wanna build rapport with maybe experts in your industry, maybe you wanna connect with somebody that's kind of hard to get, or if you just are bringing on somebody onto your podcast show that you know will provide value and you're unsure of maybe where uh, the relationship could go, bringing them onto your show in, and letting them understand that you own the show, you own the audience, you own the individuals that are kind of listening to your, um, your stories, your show, it allows you to kind of build a bridge instantly, instantly with that individual because A, they feel honored to be a part of your show, B, it gives them massive exposure just being on your show using your audience, and C, when you understand that the value that they bring to your audience, you are in complete gratitude because it's helping your audience grow, it's helping yourself grow, you're learning from that individual, and you get to hear their story. Along with that, podcast is like a true conversation. It's like listening to Larry King or watching him on television. Larry King, even though he's hearing and he's interviewing, he's still throwing a lot of his own personal beliefs, his personal ideas, his stature, his things that he's into, into the conversations. And as you can see from those interactions, those interviews grow together. It's not so much, I'm here, you're there, tell me who you are. You're building a true bridge. And after that podcast, you now have something that you can reference, you can listen back to, um, you can share with your friends about this great individual that you brought on your show. And that, that connection is deeper than any social media messenger, any email, um, any interaction that maybe in passing that you would have with an individual. Because when you're able to sit down with a person for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour long, you really open up their doors and you open up your doors uh, to see what is inside uh, that true individual. And, um, and, and going off of that, Networking is a key, key, key attribute into being a successful small business owner and just being a good human being. Um, if you feel that you're bringing on people that uh, may not serve you personally, like what am I going to gain out of this? The individual that could be potentially coming onto your show could serve your mother, uh, your close friend, a different business partner, anybody or even a fan that maybe will, will email you or Skype you at a later date and you can connect the two. If you, you can be a true connector. And I really have seen the impact of networking over the course of the last five years. That's how long I've been podcasting, not only through my own personal network, but also to seeing uh, how people grow um, and seeing how those networks do roll into business uh, partners and business plans and ultimate true success deeper than just financial gain, gain um, but through true joy. Because truly, at the end of the day, we're all here for joy. And joy comes through connection, relationships, love, and understanding that we're human. And when you connect with another human, uh, great things can come out of that. So uh, that would be point number two. Relationships and networking. I, I want to share something with everybody because nobody, well, there's only a few people on the planet that know this, Jake, but how you and I met was exactly that. We had a mutual business yes, acquaintance and he decided to get us together, uh, a, a handful of folks. One was because of your podcast. The other was because of the blog and the impact that we have in building relationships out in the community of who we serve. Right. And it works. Otherwise, we would not have bumped into each other. Well, we may have over time, but it accelerated 
the process. And uh, to kind of go off of that, we were um, at a live event. So we were together for that whole day. And it's just like uh, meeting a person for the first time. At first, you're just feeling out everybody. At break, you kind of run into each other and you talk a little bit. And then at the end, you, you get a little you know, more familiar with them. You exchange information, then it grows into something special. The same with a podcast, bringing on somebody onto your show. Um, you know, you have, you have them for 30, 40, an hour long uh, to really get to know them. And when you do that, you're building something deeper than, uh, than any other relationship out there. So yeah, it is impactful. And, and thanks to uh, Benjamin for having his event that uh, landed us together. Here we are. So Absolutely. podcasting, talking about podcasting, building relationships. The proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> it definitely is. There, there is great power in it. And there's something that you haven't said yet that I would like to share because I, I just heard you present a couple days ago. And it was fascinating to me because while you were sharing the power of podcasts and the intimacy of the relationship it builds, I was like, yeah, that's like somebody's whispering in my ear. And it doesn't get more intimate than somebody whispering in your ear, even though they're talking. But, you know, I was just like, yeah, it's sort of like someone's whispering. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, um the whole back back uh, 5 years ago I was listening to a gentleman named Pat Flynn. Uh he talks about business and online business and he was kind of enticing his audience before he ever even thought about creating a course. He was just telling the power of podcasting. He said there's nothing like having somebody else's um yeah, voice inside of your eardrums. And when they do that, they'll usually listen to you from start to finish. And it was impactful for me because as I was hearing that, literally I was walking my dog, a big Bernice mountain dog yogi in the dead of winter by myself, pushing through the snowbanks. As I have Pat Flynn inside of my earbuds with a couple of hats over my head. And I'm just smiling because literally I was trapped with Pat for the next half an hour, 45 minutes. And I was like, huh. Now, the thing, though, I want to share, and not, not to make this all glamorous and, you know, you know, sparkles are falling down every time you think of podcasting, but I knew, though, in that moment that my strong suit, or I felt confident enough in my strong suit of using my voice to leverage what I felt I wanted to share with the world. And like one of the other presenters said at the, um, at the live event, um, you know, it may not be for everybody. And I don't want to force somebody that is so uncomfortable talking or so uncomfortable, you know, feeling like, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I stutter or I have ums or ahs or anything like that. You need to know your own power and you need to harness that. And if your power's in your typing, own it. If your power's in video, own it. But obviously, we're human. We have a voice. We usually talk about our business. We talk about something. You should own that power of your voice. And when you do, you can leverage that into the podcasting space and use that as a power suit to help and to assist and to educate your audience in your product, service, or your business. So, um, yeah, it is, it is very powerful. Um, but again, you need to understand that if you're not confident in it, let it just simmer in the back and always come back to it and go, you know, can I, can I allow myself to open up and to use my voice as another way to proclaim my business? And if you are a true small business owner that is willing and able to grow, uh, this would be right up your alley because you have a voice, you have a mission, you have value to share. Uh, you'd be crazy not to jump in this world. I agree with that. And, and the, 
um, disclaimer is, and it's not for everyone. Right. Yes. So, wholeheartedly. But it sure does make a lot of sense for a lot of businesses in the 21st century. So absolutely. Now you have one more thing that we want to talk about that's probably going to tie the first point of exposure and the second point of relationships together. So do you want to bring it on home? Yeah. So Kevin Kelly uh, wrote this blog article called Thousand True Fans. This has been out for a very long time. I'm not really saying anything new here, but for the individuals that have never heard about this article, never heard about this philosophy, it's this. Um, understanding that all it takes is a thousand true fans to rise your tide. Now, going back to my example of Gold Rush, right? We think that you know we need to make millions of dollars to be uber successful. But for that individual that's panhandling in Colorado, making $3,000 a month, that is all he personally needs to make his, his life great for his own uh, purposes. And to really pull it back to almost uh, that $3,000 or we'll just say $1,000, uh, or as Kevin Kelly would say, a thousand true fans, is to understand that we don't need the millions of downloads. We don't need the 50,000 plus subscribers on your email list. We don't need the 100,000 um, likes on Facebook. Of course, that would be great. Of course, that would be magical and all of us would be uber successful in our business. <laughs> but at the same time, to pull it back and to make something a little more reachable is to understand that if you build true relationships, true connection with your fan base to the point of they become a quote unquote true fan, they will buy your books, they'll buy your audio books, they'll buy your t-shirts, they'll buy your bumper stickers, they'll listen to your podcasts, they'll leave reviews, they'll be on your social media, they'll be liking your YouTube videos, they'll be coming to your store. And the most important part, even though they're doing all that great things for you, is that they now are the, the individuals to go out there and to preach all the great things that you have done in your business because they love you so much. And we know through being in the business world, the best type of referral business doesn't come from you. It comes from word of mouth. And if those mouths are true fans of yours, those thousand true fans, they can raise your ships. They can rise your ships uh, to greatness. They can create the impact that you want in the world, um, in your industry, in your niche, uh, for your product, service, business, whatever it is. And I think sometimes we get caught up in, well, if I you know, start this Facebook uh, page, I need to have 50,000 likes. And that's not necessarily true. It's about quality, not quantity. And as we can see in the world too, everything is really niching down even lower. And so even though the person might have 500 likes on Facebook, he's still crushing it in the world of you know, roller skates or whatever it is, you know? And so it's just one of those things that to understand that, you know, you don't need to be this huge phenomenon. You can have a, a small impact that absolutely serves every type of need that you have for your business um, at, at your current situation. And it's a, and it's a really good read, you know, to, to really bring it back home here, take the time, read the article. It's, it's an interesting read of understanding, you know, it makes you reflect on your own personal self. Um, I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. You know, I bought Zig Ziglar books, multiple ones, his audio programs, um, you know, even programs that he was like a guest speaker in. Um, what else did I buy? I bought his journals and, you know, little flashcards, everything, because I was a true fan. I was obsessed with the guy. And so I bought all in. And it wasn't just at one time. I didn't pay $500 out of the gate. I paid $20 here, $15 here, and, you know, and so on and so forth. And I am a true fan of Zig Ziglar. And today, I... I love the guy, you know, like I am a true fan of Zig Ziglar and I know you out there that's listening right now, 
your true fan of somebody, think of that. Think of that, that energy and that likability you have for that individual you hold on that pedestal and think of how, to, how can you create that for yourself? How can you create that in your business? How can you create that for your product service or your small business? And it's really powerful when you kind of dial it back to that. It is very powerful. And, you know, I called it what you're calling the true fan. I call them it, the raving fan because they become your external marketing team. And they're out there marketing on your behalf, whether you know it or not. And they're doing it just because they love you. Right, right. Those are the folks we're looking for. Yeah. And when you have those people, they they will do almost more work for you or more good for you than, than what you feel that you're doing every day in your business because they are going out there and they're showing that passion and that energy for what you have to share. Um, and it's really rewarding. I mean, it's, it's the best thing. And that's, that's what we should all be striving for um, instead of trying to get these huge numbers that really don't mean anything. You know, we can have 50,000 subscribers on our email list. We send out one email, nobody, nobody takes action on it. So what good is that email list? It's not right. Um, but out of that 50,000, if you have 1000 that are like, yeah, let's get on it. You know, you know, banging the drum with you. Life's good. Life's good. Amen to that. All right. Well, I want us to talk more, but I don't think we have enough time to do that. <laughs> but we'll have Fair another enough. podcast come around. I know. We okay. All right. So listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one best-selling Jake Naraki. No, number one best-selling. Ah, I, how about author? There you go. <laughs> number one best-selling. Yeah, he's selling something. He's selling <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, so start by reading chapter six in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and gift yourself your business's performance in a way that is really unique by accepting the invitation that Jake has on his author's page at the end of his chapter. Plus he has all sorts of social media handles for you to go ahead and connect with him as well. And here's something else that's really cool that is quite unique. Right now you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of it as well as Jake Naraki by going to the books app, Brilliant Biz Book. I'll say that again, it's all one word, Brilliant Biz Book. And when you get there, you can scroll down and click on um, a wonderful little tab that says, ask an expert, and you'll see Jake Naraki's name. Click on it, type in your question, and Jake will reply back to you. I think that's a pretty cool bonus. Jake, will you, will you promise you'll respond? Oh, of course, yes, right on. I'm waiting, I'm still, I'm updating it right now. <laughs> Actually, everybody, I can see him, he is. <laughs> So, Jake, thanks for your time and your wisdom sharing today. Thank you very much for your time, Maggie. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. I think everyone will really have some fun playing with this one and probably want to listen to it again. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you can learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Until next week, shine brightly. <laughs>